And we also bless Sarah uh, Jackson and Ben, who's here, uh, they're going to minister the word. Just pray that they would walk and flow in the anointing, that they would transfer what they have, just what you've given in them, that we would be able to receive from them. Bless them as they share in Jesus' name. Well, would you welcome Sarah Jackson? Come on up and um, go for it. Well, good later morning to you. How are you guys doing today? Good. God's been already doing some really fantastic things. Um, for those of you who weren't here right at the beginning, I was like, whoa, it's really great to hear about the miracles God's already done today. Like, come on. I, li- I like to start a day with miracles, don't you? You know, it sets you up for a good day. Well, um, we, um, I want to share about one of the keys that has just been so pivotal in my life in the last few months in bringing transformation into my life and relationship with God, change in the way I am able to connect to his heart, to live a more wholehearted and authentic life with him. And, um, you know, as, as often is, it, um, this key begins with a story. And I don't know about you, but I'm often inspired by what God is doing in other people's lives. You know, that's one of the things that's so powerful about sharing testimony is that it inspires faith in others' hearts. As we declare what God's done, um, as you declared the, like, the miracle that God had done today, I know that some of you um, who are also pressing in for healing are like, there's faith ignited because if God can do it for you, he can do it for me. Um, we had a student come to our school um, about a year ago, um, who and she's she's been with us for a year and will be with us for another for a sec. She's coming back for a second year, and she, when she arrived at the school, she she wanted change, and she came because she heard that you know God really encountered people at the school, but uh, she was uh, anorexic, she was suicidal, she. Um, like struggled with immense self-hatred she was about a hundred pounds and she was she's probably my height so she was really um underweight she um she had just really struggled with heaviness depression difficulty anxiety and um she 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 would come into worship every day and she, she wouldn't sing, and she would sit, stand there with her arms folded because she was like, I don't feel any of those things, so I'm not going to speak them out. You know, I don't feel like you're loving, cause, so I'm not going to sing. I don't, I don't feel like you're good, so I'm not going to say it. I'm going to wait until your changing miracle falls on the sky like a piano upon me, and then I shall say it, kind of, then I shall sing it. And how often do we do that? We live out of our emotions rather than out of our spirit. God's calling us to live a powerful inner life where we choose life, where we choose the direction of our thoughts, of our heart, and of our emotions. And so she was, um, she would just stand there and she would just, she would not go forward for prayer. She would not worship. She would just be very like, I am standing here and not worshipping because you haven't met me yet. And one day God just gives her this little bit glimpse of revelation. And she realizes that all her no's, because she was like, I would stand there and say no to God. Like, no, no, I will not worship. Um, And all those no's had not actually changed anything. The piano of revelation and change and healing that she wanted had not fallen from the sky upon her. And and she just gets this little glimpse that if she 
says yes to God, that if she, maybe she should repent, that the, the, the anorexia and the, the hatred of her own body was actually sin, was actually a rejection of what God had given her and who he had made her to be. So she decides that she's just going to say, I'm sorry, God, and I'm going to repent for hating who I am and who you've made me to be. As she begins to do this, she starts saying, God, I'm sorry, and this sort of weeping and repentance just sort of like bursts up out of her and she falls to her knees and I remember being in worship that day and I was like wow you know you look over and you're like this person who stood there for two months like this is like on their knees sobbing on the floor and I'm like I think God is doing something yes and uh she cries and cries and cries and repents and is like, Father, I'm so sorry for all my no's, all my rejection of you, all my rejection of who you've made me to be, of, of, of my self-hatred toward myself. And she, like, I, um, it's a good thing it was a long, long worship time that morning because she had a lot of stuff to pour out in her heart to God. When she gets up, she had to go and blow dry her hair because it was covered with snot and tears and she has long hair. And... Um, you know, she, she feels God speak to her and say, you've been saying no to me for months and months. I want you to start saying yes to me and see what I will do. So she's like, okay, I'll do it. You know, <laughs> these no's haven't changed anything. And, you know, so she's like, okay, God, I say yes to you today. She goes to bed that night and she wakes up the next morning and it's the first morning in years that she's woken up and her first thought has not been, I wish I was dead. Oh, I'm still alive. And she woke up the next morning. She was like, oh, this is a good day. And then she was like, where's where's the thoughts of I wish I was dead? (laughs) Not that she missed them, but it was... It was such a radical interior transformation that she was startled. Like, I didn't wish I was dead as soon as I woke up. She's like, what has God done? Well, I think that later that day she was doing a ministry thing. She went to Starbucks and normally she'd get a little black coffee because she didn't want, you know, she didn't want any of the, the milk to, you know, you know, she was afraid of what that would do in her body and, and that it might, you know, make her fat. And she, she was just like, you know, what? I feel like a latte today. She bought a latte, and she was like, I just bought a latte, and I didn't think, like, what is this going to be? She comes to me the next day, she's like, I bought a latte. I'm like, oh, my goodness. She was like, we were kind of, and she said it to someone else, and they didn't really realize the journey she'd been on, so they were like, oh, that's nice, glad you chose that today. I'm like, you had a latte. What has God done? And she's like, I know, and I loved it. I I wanted another one. I'm just like, (laughs) and She was totally delivered from anorexia. Like, totally. God is so good. And, and so, you know, as you know, you know, when, when God brings us freedom, there was still an interior renovation that needed to happen in her thought life, in her emotions. And, and, and she, and she, she decided every day she was going to get up and the first thing she would do to say, God, I say yes to you today. I've spent years saying no. No, 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 I don't want this. I don't want your love. And she said, and, and one of the main things that God spoke to her about saying yes to was about saying yes to his love. You see, she'd been so angry that he, she didn't feel his love and that she, you know, she, she wasn't receiving it. 
And then she kind of didn't want it at the same time, like, no, no. And she was like, I need to start saying yes to his love, yes to him loving me. And it has wrought such a phenomenal transformation in her life. I, I, I've never seen a person come alive in front of my eyes like I've seen her. And you know, in Deuteronomy 30, verse 19 and 20, God speaks about the power of choice that he has given you and I. He has given us the ability to say yes and the ability to say no. And that, that ability brings powerful change into our lives. Um, this day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live and that you may love the Lord your God. Listen to his voice and hold fast to him. Do you notice that when we choose life, it affects our ability to love, love God? to hear his voice, and to cling close to him. God is inviting us to partner with him and say yes to him in our lives. He is inviting us to take an active part in the direction our life is going. And many times with God, we, we, we kind of say, yes, at salvation. And then our yes kind of goes into a dormant stasis mode for 20 years. And we're just like, I love you, Jesus. And then we're expecting that one day God will probably ask us to do something glorious, like step into our destiny and our dreams. And it will be radical and it's going to be this incredible thing. And we're kind of expecting that we will just spring out of the stasis dormant state into another radical yes. And I don't know about you, but if I announced to you that I was going to be a champion snowboarder at the next Olympics... But I was not going to train because I was going to save myself and my energies for that day when I would stand upon the mountain and I would attempt to strap on my boots, hopefully knowing what to do. And then I would just plunge over the edge. You would not hold out much hope for me, I have to say. You'd be like, oh, God, let her live today. You would not be expecting that I would have any skill in that department and God is inviting us to become people who are champion yes to God people that we're like I am so good at saying yes to him that when when he just whispers something I'm just like yes 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 instead of like oh no why why today it's waning why would you ask me to do that today? And we become, we become negotiators in life with God rather than, yes, kids. Kids were like, yes, I trust you. And sometimes that's because we don't trust him. We fear that he's going to be waiting around the corner and prank us or, or be like, ha ha, only joking. You thought I had blessing, but actually, surprise, no blessing for you today. You know, is that who he is? Is that the character and nature of a glorious father? No. He's a father full of love, full of peace, full of kindness. He's a father who wants to bring transformation and restoration and redemption, not just in us, but to use us to affect our city, 
our families, our workplaces to do crazy, radical, ridiculous miracles. And we want that, don't we? Do you want that? I want that. I don't want to live a normal life with a little serving of Christianity on the side. You know, like, oh, Sundays I do something different than others. They go fishing and I go to church. That's not the kind of life God's calling us to. That's not the kind of life that people lived in the Bible. They kind of went out on these grand adventures. And we have the, we have the benefit of seeing, of reading the end of the chapter. You know, we're like, oh, that was wonderful. And God came through and they, they, they saw these incredible adventures. But our life is just like that. We, haven't just, we just haven't read the end of the chapter yet. And God is inviting us onto these journeys of trust saying yes to him, yes to him, yes to him, yes to him, so that when we get onto the edge of the cliff, instead of being like, what am I doing? I'm crazy! And running backwards and saying, does the ski lift go down? We'll be able to say, wow, this is a much bigger hill than I've ever jumped off before. But I've jumped off the medium hills and I've jumped off the slightly bigger than small hills. And every time I experienced his faithfulness, every time I experienced his goodness, so that when the double black diamond special hill comes along, you and I are ready for it. We get on those boots and we're just like, yes, I hope there are moguls on this hill because it's going to be a wild ride. And the more the moguls, the more his faithfulness is going to be seen. <sighs> when when, I, I, when, when um, Naomi began talking about this journey, I felt God speak to me and say, Sarah... I want you to start saying yes to me. And I was like, yes. I've realized I've not been doing that. So I I spent a morning and I was journaling and listening to him. And he was challenging me and inspiring me and telling me, Sarah, yes, partners you with me in your life. Yes, releases the kingdom through you. And I'm like, whoa, glory, this is really good. And he begins to give me this vision of walking with Jesus. And I'm like, yes, this is good. Yes to this wonderful, oops, a vision. And I fall off the edge. Obviously, my yeses hadn't quite been uh, practiced yet. And, and at that moment, as, as he's walking, suddenly the vision changes and he starts to walk into like this dark area. And immediately I'm like, oh, gosh. Gosh, is it that time already? I probably need to go, you know, because I want to be on time for church. So, you know, I maybe, maybe there'll be some people to chat with when I get there a little bit early today. So I start to close my journal and put my things away. And I just have this moment of conviction because he's just talked to me about saying yes to him. And I'm like, yes, yes. And as soon as he begins to lead me into something that I don't feel very comfortable with, I immediately give him a passive no. A a well-reasoned no. You know, quite a logical no. You know, Lord, if you'd given me this vision about 20 minutes earlier, I would have been able to go with it. But as it is, we're kind of on the edge of time. So um, maybe that will wait till tomorrow. I'll, I'll keep going with that tomorrow. You know that would never happen. If we're honest. And so I had this moment of conviction. I'm like, oh, I'm saying no. I'm giving a passive no. I'm, I'm giving a, hmm, I'm going to avoid that. Ever avoid things you don't want to do? <laughs> like your taxes? 
And so I'm just like, okay, and okay, I'm going to say yes to this. Jesus, this kind of scares me a bit. I don't, I don't want to, oh, there, oh, you're showing me some people in this vision that, let's not think about them. But I'm just like, no, Jesus, I'm going to say yes to this. I'm going to trust you that, that when I ask you for something good, you're not going to give me a snake. Yeah. You're not going to give me a scorpion. You're not going to give me a stone if I ask for bread. So I'm like, okay, and I hold his hand, and he leads me into a phenomenal healing vision. That leads me to forgive some people that I'd not thought of for years. And actually, as I began to forgive them, he began to release some internal freedom that was really good. He was like, Sarah, you've been allowing that unforgiveness to control you. It's time to say yes to forgiveness. I was like, I believe in that. So I'm going to say yes, and I'm going to trust you. And actually, that 10-minute healing vision where I forgave, I let go of some things, and walked with him, led me into some substantial freedom in my life. I've seen the effects in my life. I've seen the transformation it's brought in mindsets, in my ability to be free in myself. And I nearly said no to it. I nearly avoided it because it felt a bit uncomfortable. Oh, tra-la-la. Sure, we never do things like that, do we? So he challenged me to begin every day saying yes to him. So I've been doing it. I wake up in the morning. I'm bleary. There's a blank space in my head. And the first thought that I sort of force into it is just, you know, I say yes to you today, Jesus. I say yes to this day. I say yes to living and embracing this day. Jesus, whatever you want me to do today, I say yes to you. And you know, our yes sets us up for success. Because because I've started that way, when I get to four o'clock and he asks me to do something, I've already said yes to him. Even if it feels a bit kind of risky and like, oh, it's a bit out of my comfort zone. I feel like I've, I started with yes, I'm going to end with a yes. That first yes gives me faith for the later yes. It gives me faith that as I say, I'm going to embrace today, even though it may have things in it I don't want to do. Because who, who among us has days which have, have things in it that we don't want to do? We all have days like that. Yes, we do. And when we start with those small yeses, even if it's just a yes to him, Then he began to whisper to me things like, Sarah, I want you to say yes to those meetings today that you don't want to go to. I was like, oh, really? I was just hoping that my body could be there and my spirit would be like curled up at home underneath the duvet. You ever do that? You're kind of a comforter, a comforter. You know, you're kind of, you're like, oh, my body will go to work. But inside, I'm still in my bed. I'm still in my little happy place. I don't want to be here. I'll just nod and smile. God is inviting us into wholehearted participation in our life. Wholehearted, fully alive living, because that's what kingdom living is about. Do you really think the kingdom is about parts of our life, just our bodies there, and our insides are not really engaged with it? That cannot be the kingdom. Can it? Come on. He's calling us to be vibrant people, even in the bits that we don't want. And the thing is, when we begin to wholeheartedly participate, embrace the things we don't necessarily like, those meetings, the confrontations, or the sort of, you know, challenging discussions, or the things that we're like, I'm not sure I can do that, I feel really insecure. 
When we say yes to it, we invite him to come and be made manifest in those moments. We invite him to come in power and bring change and transformation. We go into those meetings and I'm expecting God to do something good. I'm expecting him to give me grace, to give me wisdom, to maybe do something that I've not expected. And to be honest, I begin to be a little bit excited about my life. Because I've said yes to him, I'm ex- expecting his full participation. Because I say, said yes to him, he's going to be saying yes to me. And it's bringing change, I tell you. Um, I, sh- I shared about, we have a, a young adult group called, called Momentum, <laughs> funnily enough. And I shared about this message as God was speaking to me, I'd be kind of, processing that revelation with them and another one of our students um um wabi um her name's wabin jukchuk um she's first nation and um, but wabi is easier than wabin jukchuk and uh she she was last school so the school that emily was with us she it was her second school and uh she she shared her testimony at the end of the school and she said sarah the night you talked about saying yes to you i god spoke to me and i realized Maybe I needed to start saying yes to him. She said, I grew up gripped by fear. She said, I, I off any time at school growing up that I had to do a presentation, I would lie and say I was sick because I was so terrified. I hated speaking in front of people. I, I was so shy that I would only speak to people I knew really well. I just hated people seeing me. I was always trying to be at the back so that people wouldn't see me. And I, I just felt my life was gripped by fear all the time. And she said, I began to, um, that night when you talked about saying yes, God spoke to me and said, why don't you start saying yes? So she said, I would just say, I would say yes to God. Like, I'll say yes to you today. And then God would say, how about, going out of your room and starting to talk to someone. She'd be like, oh! Then she'd be like, okay, I said yes to God this morning. I'm going to say yes to leaving my room and like talking to people. And she said, it was baby steps. Those were the first steps. And it was terrifying. But after a while, I began, I'd be like, I'm just going to say yes to you and talk to that one person. I'm going to touch back to my room. And then, and then she was like, after a while, I kind of began, began to be a little bit comfortable with that. And then one morning, God whispered to me and said, instead of worshipping at the back, why don't you move to the middle of the room? And she was like, oh, no, 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 I like, I like being at the back. But then she was like, well, I said yes to God this morning, so I'm going to say yes. And so she kind of was a bit like, oh, I was looking at me, I'll close my eyes so no one can see me. Um, and and she, said, she said yes to that. And after a while, she was like, well, I'm... It's not so bad as I thought. And then God spoke to her and said, what about sitting on the front row in class? She was like, whoa, surely that's a really big yes. But she was like, well, I said yes to the other things, and it's not been so bad. And God said to her, perfect love casts out all fear. She was like, not just some fear, but he he wants to cast all of it out. And she, so she, she started sitting on the front row, and she she said, I used to hate small groups. We would have small groups, like little life groups. She was like, I hated them. It was the worst thing in the school because I had to speak. And I had to, like, be real. It was horrible. But as I began these other little yeses and yeses to God, she said, I don't know when it changed. But one day I was just like, small group is my favorite thing. 
sing. I love it. But I, I, I'm the first person who's like, I want to share. And she's like, where did all the fear go? And she's like, God, you did this. And God said to her, but you said yes. Yeah. And she's like, but God, you did this. And he said, but you said yes. And on the, uh, the last week of school, we, um, we had all students to come up and share. She got up and shared a 15 to 20 minute testimony. And she owned that microphone. She was just like, and then, and she shared what I've just shared with you now. And then she was just like, and the, the greatest fear I had of all those things was standing in front of people and sh- speaking publicly. And she's like, I just love it. I'm here today. I would never have done this before in my whole life. But God has freed me from fear. And I am here. And I said, yes. And what's he going to do? He's done this already. What? I've got my whole life. Yeah. What? Imagine what a lifetime of saying yes is going to bring me into. We, everyone was just like... I think everyone stood and applauded. You could just see it because people remember that, that little shy girl who was terrified to get out of her room and who now is this confident, peppy, outgoing, comfortable young lady through saying yes to God, yes to God, yes to God. And all those little yeses brought her into a freedom that she had had no idea was even possible. You know, when we look in Hebrews, Hebrews is such a roll call of faith. It is a roll call of people who said yes to God. People who said yes when they didn't know what was going to happen. Often we say yes when we know what's going to happen. We're like, well, if you tell me the end, I might say yes. Like, are you going to heal me? If you're going to heal me, I'll say yes. But God leads us on a life, a, a journey of adventure. Often we wait for the perfect life to say yes. When I am a millionaire, I will give to orphanages and I will build orphanages and I will give generously. Why not start now? How, what's going to suddenly change in, in you that when you are a millionaire that you're going to give? To be honest, if you're not giving now, the likelihood that you'll give when you're a millionaire is very low. (laughs) What is God asking you to say yes to? Have you been waiting for your next job before you say yes to shag about God with people? Have you been waiting until you're healed, until you start being thankful? Are you waiting for the piano of revelation, healing, deliverance, and goodness to fall upon you from the sky before you say yes to him? I I challenge you, God's inviting you to say yes now. Today could be the first day of the rest of your life. Oh, today, if you say yes to him. Abraham. Abraham called to go to a place he, he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he didn't know where he was going. <gasps> he didn't know where he was going. How did he know which direction to um, set his camels out in? Which way should we go, boys? Let's go that way toward the promised land. Woo. Like, what if, you know, like, did they set their, you know, were they like, how do they know they didn't wander around in circles for years? I guess they could tell where they were by the stars, maybe, or I don't know. Maybe there were mountains that helped give them direction. But he said yes to God to move away from the city with the nice buildings and luxurious carpets. 
to putting all of his belongings and heading off into the desert where he didn't know where he was going. This is a man who lived yes to God. And he was, he was God's friend. By faith, he made his home in the promised land. Like a stranger in a foreign country, he lived in tents, as did Isaac and Joseph. I've been camping. I've discovered that I love cottages and hotels more than camping. When you camp in England, you set up your tent. Usually, there's, there's a helpful gale when you set up your tent. You're holding on to the tent and it's windy and you're like, oh, it's starting to rain. It's usually dark. And you're like, you know, tramping around, you know, hammering tent pegs in. Then you get in the tent, you sleep in the night. Of course, it's raining because that's what happens in England when you go camping. And then usually you'll discover that one, the inner tent was touching the outer tent at some point during the night. So now your clothes are wet or your bed is wet or there is a leak. I have memories of sitting in the, in the tent while about two inches of water flowed through the entire ground of the tent. And that wasn't like an exceptional camping trip. We stayed for the rest of the week. That was just normal, you know, this is what camping is, children. I'm like, oh, sitting in my welly boots, uh, kind of on a little stool, hoping that it will all get better. Then you come I came to Canada. You go camping in Canada and there are massive mosquitoes. They're like animals with like razor sharp teeth and they know where you are and they find you and they bite you even though you feel like you've covered yourself in hideous chemicals which promise to keep them away. These these mosquitoes are resistant. In fact, they probably like the taste of that stuff and they come for you. And, you know, if you nip out hypothetically to the bathroom in the middle of the night, when you come back, you may have like 10 large bites upon your body in places that you don't want to have bites. I lasted one night at that campsite. We would, all the girls were like, we, why don't we just go home and have a nice sleep? I'm sorry to all of those of you who outdoors is a passion and that you're like, I would like to live in a tent. Abraham had to say yes to God. Don't, can't you imagine that there were times, and most of us are like camping maybe for a week. It's nice. If it's sunny, maybe two weeks. Think about the rest of your life lived in a tent, raising your children, changing location, no bathroom, no shower. He said yes to God. And part of that yes to God was living in tents. And I bet there were times when he had to say no to doubt, no to fear, no to disappointment, no to discouragement, no to let's just go back. You know, everyone will welcome us home. They'll probably cook something. We'll be in a building. We'll just, you know, we'll sleep so well. Everyone will be like, you just took a year out. Now welcome back to the fold. But he he said no to that. And he kept saying yes to God. All those little yeses preparing him for the big yes of Isaac. The, The yes to God's crazy miracle that revived his body that had been good as dead to father his son Isaac. Who who would go on to father his son on to form Israel. He was a man who had trained in yeses. 
What's God training you in? What's he asking you to say yes to? What's he asking you to say no to? Yes opens the door to the kingdom in you and through you. Do you want to see transformation in Kalamazoo? Do you want to see transformation in your family? It starts with yes to God. Simple yeses. Little yeses. We can all say yes to him. When we do yes on the outside, but inside we've got a crossed arm no, that inside no cancels out your outside yes. God is calling us to a wholehearted life. And can I say that that, those yeses in my life have transformed my level of wholehearted yesness. I I kind of reverberate with excitement about what God's going to do. Because I've seen him come through. I've seen his faithfulness. I'm like, I feel like I've had more testimony in my life of what God's done in the last eight months to a year since I started saying yes daily than the whole rest of the last 10 years. Change is coming. Change is here. Are we going to be ready for it? Let's not have Christianity on the side like peas. Or a little Caesar salad with the burger of your life. God wants to be the burger. He does not want to be the Caesar salad on the side that maybe you eat, maybe you don't. He wants to be infusing every single day of your life. And I want it. If I'm a follower of Jesus, then I want to see the stuff that happened in this book happen in our life. And that requires some radical, risky uncomfortable growth and going in direction where I don't know where he's going to take me. But if I'm just agreeing that I'm going to say yes along the way, I'm going to build all this trust and relationship with him so that when I get there, even if it's not where I expected, I'm going to be like, woohoo, God is good. I'm ready to share my relationship with Jesus with co-workers. I'm ready to jump off the double black diamond cliff because I know he's going to catch me. And I know that he's got more than I can ask or imagine for on the end of that cliff. Um, Naomi, the the, the student who, who, uh, who had seen such transformation, she told me at one time that it took her five hours to say, God said, I want you to say yes to your body. She was like, I can't do that. I hate my body. And he was like, I want you to say yes. And so she said it took her five hours to finally get the words out of her mouth. She was up till three in the morning. People, that is courage. And that sort of courage and that sort of determination to be able to give a wholehearted yes to God. Not just a lip service yes, but a a yes that comes from within. That is going to radically change her life. It is radically changing her life. She's like a woman on fire. I mean, she she went home for a few weeks because she got turned back at the border um, uh, because of a, a, a visa mix-up, and she said it was she couldn't stand to be with her family. She, you know, couldn't. It was she hated her family. And in five weeks, God has done more restoration than anything she could have ever imagined. She's like, I hug my mum now. I, I tell her I love her. We Skyped two days after I got back. She said, I didn't Skype my mom the entire previous, um, you know, like once in the entire previous year. And then I wouldn't Skype with the camera on because I didn't want her to see me. She's like, no, I just Skyped as soon as we got back. Because she said, every day I said yes to him. And he 
He was like, I want your participation in restoring your family. And I'm going to do it with you. Because if I do it with you and your involvement, it will be much more powerful than if I just did it like a piano falling from the sky. What does God want to do in your family? What does he want to do in your community? What does he want to do in Kalamazoo, in your school, in your college, in your work? All he needs is your yes. Yes, 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 yes. 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 So, my challenge to you today is what is God asking you to say yes to? Is there something that you've been like, no, 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 la, 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 I can't hear you. Being like a little kid when you close your eyes that they they think you can't see them. (laughs) I love that. What have you been saying no to, to God? And he's inviting you into a yes relationship. Why don't we just take a moment and ask the Holy Spirit. (laughs) If you can't think of anything, I'm pretty sure he can. (laughs) Holy Spirit, I just thank you that you are so loving and so kind. That you were delighted with us and you were delighted to invite us into deeper intimacy with you. Holy Spirit, would you show us what you want us to say yes to? How can we say yes to you in our lives? Yes to trusting him. Yes to love. Yes to forgiveness. There's a lot of things that we can be saying yes to. Yes to joy. Yes to hope. And if he gives you something, I want you to write it down. Write it on your phone, your journal. And even speak it out. Let's just do that. I say yes. What, what is it he's asking you to say yes to? I say yes to trust. Yes to hope. Yes to healing. And my second question to you is, what is he asking you to say no to? No to judgment. Notice cynicism. No to doubt. No to fear. Holy Spirit, would you show us anything that would be sabotaging our relationship with you? Hebrews 12 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Basically, that means saying no to stuff, saying no to sin, saying no to things that entangle us and trip us up. And then let us fix our eyes on Jesus the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. Jesus said yes to the cross. 
when we need help saying yes, fix your eyes on him. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I want to end with two things. Firstly, a challenge, if you would like to accept it. How do they say that in Mission Impossible? Um, You may accept this challenge. Your mission, if you choose to accept it, is for the next two weeks, for the first thing you do when you get up in the morning, is to say yes to God. Jesus, I say yes to you today. And then to ask him, what do you want me to say yes to today? What do you want me to say yes to? And he might surprise you. In fact, I'm pretty sure he will, because he surprised me with some of the things he's asked me to say yes to. I'm like, oh, wow, wow, you want me to say yes to being myself? What does that mean? And he kind of says some profound things. So next two weeks, every day, start saying yes to him and see what happens. See what happens. See the change that he begins to bring in your life with God. And if you do it for two weeks and you like it, I would just keep on doing it. It's a a really good thing to do. And then lastly, let's, I want us to, let's shout yes to God, if you don't mind. Let's jump to our feet so that we have greater lung capacity to really get out volume and wholeheartedness. And if you would like to, We're going to say yes to him with every fiber and cell and authentic reverberation of our heart. We're going to agree and say yes to God. You with me? Yes. Okay, one, two, three. Yes! Let's do it again. One, two, three. Yes! I think we need a third time. We say yes to you today, God. Yes to your love. Yes to your goodness. Yes to you. Amen.